Pop that. <laughs> and hi everyone, welcome to What the Drag. Hi, welcome to What the Drag, Diva. What the Drag, the podcast. The podcast. We're not a musical this week. The podcast where we talk about all things drag, drag baby. Ah. We have a special guest this week. We do. Oh my god. Oh my special god. guest. Are we excited? Who is our special guest? So right now our special guest is actually locked up in a closet. Yeah. Like, you know, our tradition. Just exactly. how we lock Simon up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, lock yeah, yeah. him up. Oh, Lock no, 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 him no, no, no. up. No, 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 no. Oh. We're not doing that here. Oh. We, oh. We're not my that bad. Kind of I thought this was a different party. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Just kidding, hookers. <laughs> if we're locking anyone up, it's me into a chastity. Oh, uh, well, you don't need that. No. Anyway, I'm already doing that by myself. You, you surely are. <laughs> okay, so, let's introduce our guest. Yeah, absolutely. I'll let you do the honor, baby. Oh my god, I love this hooker. I love this whore. This hooker. Uh, this Thank hooker, you. this whore. <gasps> this bitch taught me how to sew. Not wow. that I do that too often, but it's a very useful tool to have. Welcome to the show, everyone. Ava Bruce. Oh, I like how we both pronounced it. Watch the drag. <laughs> I like how we both pronounced it different too. You're like Eva, and I was like Ava. Oh. I'm from the south. So Ava. what is it? Is yeah, it Ava or Eva? Let's start with that. It's Ava. Okay. I knew I was right, ho. Wait, you said Eva. Listen, whore. I said Ava. Well, it's on it's, and it's on recording. Well, guess what? So. Guess what, bitch? <laughs> I'm from the south, so your name's Eva. <laughs> bitch. Eva. Excuse me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Eva. Well, while we let Eva. Sit out and get comfortable. Ava. <laughs> while we let Ava. Like, while we let Ava sit down and be yes. comfortable, we're gonna listen to a little quick word from our sponsor. Yeah. Mm. This week it's poppers. Divas, we're at the round table of the traveling sewing machine, and I was just yeah. wondering what are, what have we been up to, divas? Oh my gosh, honestly, I so I'll start because I'm a Gemini and I'm choosing for us. Um, Work, <laughs> diva, as a Sagittarius. I'm Last week, I think, literally a week and a day ago, uh-huh. I did an awesome show. Oh, you uh, did in Colorado Springs. Oh my god. Yeah. I hate that place, but (laughs) if you live in Colorado Springs, you understand, and if you don't, you don't, and that's okay. Actually, side note, I went to Colorado Springs with with, uh, Cassie. Oh, Uh yes. That's on brand. We, yeah. uh, we, Cassie's from Colorado Springs, right? Yes, yeah. Cassiopeia, by the way, everyone. Yeah, shout out also Cassie. Also a drag performer. But I really want to go into the library of, um, what's it called? Uh, Focus on the Family. Yeah. Ooh. And I want to print out, like, gay, like, gay porn or screenshots you of gay porn. You can't do that. Cut this. Yeah. Cut this. Cut this. Cut <laughs> no, this. this is cut not this. being cut. No, it has to be. We are talking about all the illegal shit we want to do. No! We can't Disclaimer. do that. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. We are not doing any of I'm this. I'm not going to do this, but I would love to. I was like, stop immediately. <laughs> Focus on the Family has a lot of money. They will steal everything. <laughs> they will take everything in this They house. will delete our podcast. They, they won't. I need to ask you for a hate crime for that? No, I'm kidding. Ah, <laughs> right, well, if they, they've done everything but. I mean, anyway. their existence should be a hate crime. <laughs> Period. Anyway, Diva, what have you been up to? Hold up, I was done with my story, yeah, girl. I, I really don't, I don't care, care anymore. So I was in Colorado Springs. Uh-huh. Getting I fisted. Prefer, yeah, oh, yeah. Fisted by many many a fist. Mm-hmm. But I so just want to... So for one night, Colorado Springs come down. Yeah. Okay, I mean, every night. I am down to be Colorado Springs's Come dump any night. Just hit me up, Colorado Springs. Anyway, what happened down there, <laughs> So D-boy? I just want to do a quick shout out to 
the bar. It was Bar K. Ooh. Uh, and the pro- one of the producers for the show and the host of the show, Alexander Valentino Scott. Yes. Yeah. Friend of the pod. Absolutely. We love you, Alexander. Yes. Hi, Daddy. If you want to... So, what have you been up to, Eva? <laughs> Just kidding. I, I don't know how to react to that. Eva <laughs> <laughs> uh, who? Honestly, nothing. Nothing? I mean, I've been doing boring stuff. You know, right. like getting ready nothing for, for PhD applications. That's cool. That what are you talking cool. about? That is so, cool. So, heads up, everyone. Drag queen educated and drag smart. Some of us are smart. Some, some of us are street us. smart. <clears throat> me. And some of us are book smart. <clears throat> also me. Some of well, us, some of us see, chose looks, me, and some of us chose books, you. Well, <laughs> you guys got it wrong. Other way around. Some of us chose beauty and smarts, and some of us chose this. Ah! I love I, the guests to read you so I feel that. personally oh, attacked. so good to be I feel personally... Me. I am no longer a part uh, of this production. Well, guess what, Diva? Get the fuck out. <laughs> this is not Sarah yeah. Brooks and Zamora May production. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Jesus, I was waiting to get her out of here. <laughs> well, totally I have an hour that. drive back, so I'll just leave. Mm-hmm. Oh! <laughs> well, it's so just me now. Aw, boo. Just kidding. So, dude, you're welcome, Beck. I love you, whore. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the pod. Oh, my God. <laughs> my special guest. Sonia Rita. Yeah, so ask me what I've been doing, whore. <laughs> I know you've been doing a lot. I getting have? done and being Getting done and getting other people done. I don't, I don't know, know what who I told you that. that. Didn't you say it's been... It's been 84 years. It's been a dry spell. It has been a dry spell. Last um, time was both, before the war. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, but um, as far as drag goes, I haven't been up to too terribly much. Um, I have been just like making new stuff and trying to like figure out some new like uh, choreography and stuff like that. Trying to roll out some new cute sort of... Um, current moment so um if the next time the next time y'all see me um it'll be some sort of a uh, newer music oh. so yeah it's gonna be super oh. exciting this is a little off topic but the reason she's been up to making new things is because our joanne's is going out of sale oh my god so we're going out of business out of business going out of sale that's Girl. the work diva see i'm the book smarts very alleged. I'm the researcher of what the drag. Well, my sure. biochemistry degree says hello. <gasps> anyway, my master's in music. Well, says hello. my theater degree says hello. It's <laughs> me. <laughs> Listeners, you can't see me, but I'm looking at Sonia, and she's looking at me. You better stop. We go get we go get copyright. Adele, we're giving you free promo. Go buy thirty. Anyway, I'm actually kind of happy that Joanne's going out of business because it has bothered me. Like moving to Denver, uh-huh. there's only one locally owned fabric shop in Denver. Wow. Oh, really? It's been completely destroyed by. I don't think it's like all Joanne's though. Bad. I think it's only the Joanne's here in Greeley that's going out. No, no, I know, I know, but right, it, right. it kind of sucks because it's. But there is a local fabric store here that's right. kind of nice. So oh, I there's lo- a local there fabric is? store here. Yeah, there are some local fabric stores here. Wow. I'd recommend taking, oh. taking, taking them out. Well, wow. you're gonna have to tell us that after yeah. the podcast. Yeah, we're gonna so, do a quick little interview of our guest, yes, Miss Ava Brooks. I'll oh start off with the first question. Yeah, do it. So, Miss Ava Brooks, first question is: Who is Ava Brooks? What kind of drag does she do, and why do you do it? 
Um, sorry, I was burping. Um, <laughs> she burps everyone. That's what I do. I, I walk out on stage. She is a vomit artist. Yes. <laughs> All over the audience. Vomart. Spray paint. Um, but no, uh, I do mostly like, I like doing vintage, um, particularly mid-century and mm-hmm. really pretty much 1900 to about, you know, 60s in terms of like clothing mm. and visuals uh burlesque i love doing that and i also do like doing some historic stuff so like i did that 18th century gown and uh-huh. things like that absolutely so. okay so she's a glamour deep what like drew you to that yeah actually the glamour of it it's mm. it's the glitz it's the glamour it's the glitter it's the it's you know everything i think mm. what i love about your drag is that like when people think of glitz and glamour they think of like your stereotypical old Hollywood, like mm. Marilyn Monroe, right? And yours is like even on further. The, it's back. another level of that glamour, exactly. And like, well, not that glamour specifically, but like just gla- it's another view of glamour that I don't think people go to mm. on instinct. Yeah, now I think a lot of people like think more of modern glamour, and mm. I think you have like an old school sensibility to your drag, and I really like that about your drag. So. Yeah. I don't think it's glamour. You remind me of a hooker whore. I actually also don't like talk to... about me like that. <laughs> I have a name. How very dare you? Sorry. I also like doing like a little bit. I was gonna of, say like, you do some sexy looks too. too. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna throw in the latex not just in glamour. There. There's some sex in there too, baby. So Divas, you love the glitz, the glitz and the glamour, but you also love to get a little dirty. Tell us about that. So, um. My first performances in drag, honestly, I, um, I've i never been trained as a dancer, and so I never really felt mm. like I could really get into that. Um, uh, Ms. Zamora has been getting me to, trying to get me to rehearse with her. I'm just saying. Mm. You want to get a workout? You want a hot body? You want to work, bitch. That's true. I want a But I realized that I could get into burlesque, so I started doing some burlesque stuff, and that got into doing, incorporating some aspects of fetish and um, like latex and dom sub stuff into my drag. So, tell us about your origin. Where did you start doing drag, and like, why were you there? So, uh, I was in undergrad at the time. I was Mm -hmm. getting my bachelor's, and I was a junior, Mm -hmm. and I had been so. It turned uh, 21 in 2018, mm-hmm. in April, mm-hmm. and uh, one of my friend, close friends started doing drag around that time, mm-hmm. so uh, maybe a month earlier. So I started helping them with their drag, mm-hmm. and um, I would go with them every week to the local drag show. Mm-hmm. And then one month I just decided, you know what, I want to give it a shot. And exactly. this was in Stockton, California. Oh. <laughs> and so uh, I started at Paradise mm-hmm. there. Um and I started performing in the show as often as I could. And then I started performing in Sacramento sometimes at Badlands with mm-hmm. um, uh, Mercury Rising and uh, Apple Adams. And mm. the, uh, sometimes I performed on the Modesto. Mm-hmm. And so there were some weeks where I would do four, like three, four shows. Wow. Oh, wow. And then um, I finished my bachelor's, came out here to Colorado and... That was the beginning. And now we're oh stuck God. with her. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> she's like a herp. She's Unfortunately, just not going to go away. I feel very fortunate to have you here. Where did you get your drag name? Yeah. So there is actually a bit of a story to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted, I knew that I wanted to do something kind of vintage and mid-century already. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's just kind of where my sensibilities lie. I really, when I f- first started drag, my... First introduction was a local drag scene, and then I started getting into Drag Race. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so unlike a lot of people I know, I right. got into drag not because of Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had the opposite experience. Yeah. Not we. You had the opposite experience. I thought you had the opposite experience, too. No, Diva. We have the tapes. And the tapes say I was watching Kennedy Davenport before the Drag Race. Is there, like, a specific moment that you recall where you, like, found drag? Where I found drag. The first time you saw drag. The first time I saw drag. So, I think the first time I saw drag was, like, probably RuPaul's Drag Race. Anyway. Um, but (laughs) I really, um, so I really got into, uh, sort of the mid-century stuff. And, um, I was trying to come up with names. And then I thought, well, I could use my, my grandmother's maiden name is actually Brooke. Oh, okay. Um, and so uh, I, my grandmother and I are very close. I'm very close to that side of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took that name, and mm-hmm. then I thought, well, what would be a good first name? I like the name Ava a lot. Mm-hmm. It's very kind of classic. Yeah. Um, and then I just thought Ava Brooks said that to someone, and they said, oh, that sounds really like classic Hollywood. Right, and yeah. And that's how I chose the name. So. It stuck. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I love when we do that, too. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, Tiva, I have a really important question. Do you? What's your favorite part of drag? Like, why do you you do it? I... I can say easily my favorite part of the drag of drag is um, definitely the uh, outfits and the fashion and being able to explore wow. aspects and facets of fashion that I don't have the confidence to explore in my everyday life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some ways, it allows me to incorporate that into my everyday life um, and kind of move outside of my comfort zone and become more comfortable with those things. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Do you sew your own clothes? Yes. In drag. Yes. Wow. Tell us more about that. Yeah. What's that process Still, like? Diva. Um, so, I mean, how technical do you want me to get? As technical as you want to be, baby. Right, this is your show. Yeah, this, this is, is all about you. Mama. Okay. Well, I mean, generally the first thing that I can, I think of is, uh, it's not necessarily about having an idea of what I want it to look like at the end, but having mm-hmm. an idea of kind of what I'm going for and an impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in that way, it's kind of like how some people like to create, like, a mood board. Right. Oh, okay. I yeah. kind of do that in my head. Sometimes I'll think of, um... It also depends on how much of the design is an original design. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll just see a picture of something on Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, or something. Pornhub. And I'll say, Cut. I need that. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. <laughs> well, we know you, do <laughs> You and that writer's problem. <laughs> um, but, uh... So sometimes I'll come up with different designs. Like, I have some designs in my head that I've been thinking about, like, incorporating aspects of... Um, 18th century gowns, but mm. in a 1950s um, a silhouette. Ooh, I kind of love that. Um, because part of the, one of the things they do, I think, is really cool about some of the historic garments is, um, you know, nowadays a lot of people have a problem with their clothes because one day it'll fit, the next day it won't. You mm. know, we change sizes day to day. Well, uh, there's this really cool thing in some 18th century gowns where the inner part of the bodice actually is adjustable. You can make it bigger or smaller based Mm. off of how you are day to day. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to take that kind of the new look, that A-line, and uh, 
incorporate aspects of those older gowns to make it adjustable so that mm-hmm. it can be moved uh, from person to person and that kind of thing. Right. That's so fucking cool, Diva. Legit. Now, literally from the like few times we have like sewn together and like the costumes you have made me, like it's like a breeze to get in and out of, which is really something to say for drag. Super hard to get in and out of costumes at all times, but anything this bitch makes, you're going to get in and out like that. Anytime I wear, like, the specific two-piece that's, like, inspired by the 20s, right? It's, like, the 20s one? With the, oh, uh, it's 40s. Dashiki? 40s. It was the 40s. Oh. Um, anytime I wear that, I can be in full drag and be out of full drag in 10 minutes with that costume. Wow. But it's normally a 20-minute process minimum to get out of that costume. Wow. Well, it's actually, for me, a really important aspect of designing uh, a garment mm-hmm. is thinking about how you're going to get into it um, and the practicality of it. Mm. Because for me, if I if it's hard to get into, if it's hard to deal with, I don't want to wear it anymore. Absolutely. Honestly, that's so true. Like, I'm going to take this to Drag Race, but anytime I watch Drag Race and I see someone fail at the, like, design challenges, it's because they, like, didn't think about how am I going to get into this. Mm. Like, so many times you see someone make something too small or like glue it to their yeah. like um, mannequin, like right. it's just like, and it's like it, you really need to think about the functionality of a of a costume, not just how it's gonna look. It can look great, but if it doesn't function great, what's the point? Exactly, and I've had many a costume, as you both know, that doesn't function. That right. doesn't function right, and as somebody who is like an impact performer, somebody who's moving a lot, if my costume is not working with my body, then I can't perform. Exactly. So You don't want costumes falling off your Oh, child, I've been there, done that, got the (laughs) t-shirt, child. Well, it's like when I'm doing burlesque. I mean, how am I going to take the garment, how am I going to take the outfit off if it's hard to get off? That's one of the most important parts of burlesque. You don't want to see someone struggle taking something off. Yeah, that's why I can't stand back zippers. I hate back zippers. Mm. But I also hate side zippers because Uh you have to put them over your head. Uh-huh. So my favorite things are there are some dresses where they will have this kind of flap that comes over hooks on the side. Uh-huh. You can unhook it there and do a front zipper. Oh, do you know I what like my that. favorite zipper is? The zippers to a man's pants. My favorite zipper is the one to your lips. <laughs> I'm with Zamora. <laughs> so diva, 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 diva. So. If you could tell a new performer who's, like, wanting to learn how to sew one tip, what would it be? I would say, um, remember that there's not only one way to make a, color, make a mm. garment. Mm. That's a Elaborate. Tip. Um, I think, at least for me, I got really, sometimes I got stuck and didn't move forward on a, on a project because I didn't know, I, I expected there to be a right way to do it, kind mm. of. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. So I stick. I stuck to store bought patterns, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that built a really good foundation. And then eventually, after watching people make garments on YouTube, because mm-hmm. I do follow a lot of the costumers, I would say, uh, yeah, that because I follow a lot of the costumers, and so uh-huh. in watching them put together their garments, you see one person do one thing, another person do another thing. You see how they did things historically. Mm-hmm. So you get an idea. You just can't help but come to the conclusion that it, it, there's no one right, right way to do it. So right. 
Uh, and many of the times now, I'm figuring out how I want it to go together mm-hmm. as I'm putting together the garment yeah. after it's already cut. Really. Yeah, no. And like, you know, I... You both know this about me as a performer. I'm very much like a, there is a right way to do things. Because coming from a dance background, there is a right way to do things. Or you're going to hurt yourself. So, like, that's a really hard lesson for me when it comes to sewing. So thanks for that beginner tip. Because I needed that. (laughs) Oh, also, uh, uh, clip your curves. Press your seams. And, uh... Make sure you do your understitching because those three things will make sure that everything looks nice and crisp and professionally done. Um, so, Diva, tell me what your favorite garment you've ever made was and why. I would have to say um, is was my 1760s gown, actually. Mm-hmm. Describe it for the viewers. It's basically, it's the it, 1760s is pretty much the gown that everyone associates with the 18th century. Mm-hmm. So if you see... Marie Antoinette in your head, that's the gown. Mm, mm-hmm. That's the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Or Madame de Pompadour, either one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my particular one, I, I did a dark navy blue satin mm-hmm. with a gold satin, oh. a champagne satin for the petticoat and um, what's called the stomacher, which is the part that fits over the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that one, I not only made the gown itself, mm-hmm. I made all of the undergarments for it mm-hmm. to make it look correct. Mm-hmm. So the base layer, you have the chemise, which is just a linen, sh- it's a linen shirt basically that goes down to your knees. Mm-hmm. Then um, you have your stays, which are the 18th century version of a corset. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those you have boning all the way around. Um, I used um, uh, zip ties. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Because it's kind of similar to whaleboline. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have the pocket hoops, which are what create the big hips. Mm-hmm. And then you have the ga- the petticoat, and then you have the gown. Okay. Um, one of the things I love about it is just, one, how ostentatious it is. Mm-hmm. But, two, I love how easy it is to strip out of it. Oh. So it's a really great one for burlesque. Right. Uh, because you have a set of buttons going down the front. That's how the main gown comes off. Mm-hmm. It's just buttons. The petticoat, if I tie it with bows, I can literally just pull one string and the petticoat will come off. Right. right. And same with the pocket hoops. And mm-hmm. then I'm already down into my underwear. Exactly. And that's why I really want to do um, a version of that same gown Mm-hmm. But I'd like to do a latex, Ooh. Um, uh, what is it, um, a set of stays or corset, uh-huh. essentially. And then I want to do the gown in black uh, leather and mesh. Ooh, I could see that being really, really sexy. Yeah. Ooh. And then maybe some uh, metal bar, uh, metal pieces in it to get that metallic Right, uh, give it a little shine. Yeah. yeah, and give it that very much fetish wear kind of look. So I want oh. it to look kind of like um, the harnesses that people, some of the harnesses. That's actually a yeah, really sick concept. That. That's so cool. Imagine Marie Antoinette, but she's gonna Bro, whip you a little bit. Would you say the look that you just described, the one that you made, would you say that's the most difficult look you made? No, actually, I'd say the most, mm, arguably the most difficult one I made mm-hmm. um, was actually not strictly speaking for drag. Mm. It's not finished yet, but mm-hmm. it's a, a 1720s men's suit. Okay. Um, and that's just because... Um, the only thing I would say was difficult about that one wasn't so much the actual, isn't the construction part of it, it was the mm-hmm. patterning part. Mm-hmm. The nice thing with that 
18th century gown is I didn't have to pattern it. Mm -hmm. I ended up just buying um, the pattern, a pattern from Joanne's. Mm -hmm. Uh, for that one because I saw it and I trusted who made the pattern. Right. Mm -hmm. I knew their background and I knew that they did it correctly. Mm -hmm. um, but this one, the difficulty was just that the um, center front is not on a straight line. Mm. So it drafting it was a bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. I had to draft it at the original measurements. Okay. Mock it up, try it on. And, and then, then do any sort of adjustments stuff. from there. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, ah, yikes. It, normally what I like to do is I like to draft things on... I like to go ahead and just take it and draft it on a grid mm -hmm. with my actual measurements in it. Problem is they didn't have the uh, waist, shoulders, and hips marked on it oh. where they fell on the coat. Okay. So And I didn't want to just guess. Right. right. And with, quote, quote-unquote, men's garments. I hate gendering clothes. Mm. Um, but uh, with men's garments, usually the waist is a bit lower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you have all that kind of technical stuff right. you have to get into, especially absolutely. in that time. So. Oh, definitely. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because at that time, you're looking at kind of like a 1990s men's waist where mm -hmm. it's really low on the hip. Yep. Right. Um, I mean, I'm sure you guys, or just in general, the waist was pretty low back then. I'm sure you guys know the... The McQueen show, um, where he has he's showing the pubes. Of yep, the, yep. Of the models. So. Mm -hmm. Do you sew for others? I have, yes. Ooh, um, yeah, you have. If people are interested of in this room, who have you sewn for? Oh, just, um, just the beautiful, the wonderful, the talented Sonia Rita. Zamorave, thank you so much. Uh, oh. I, I would like to just say I've never sewn for Sonia Rita, no. so don't blame me for it's because I'm she fat. <laughs> Just, just say it. Just say it. It's because I'm fat. No, actually, I'm draft. Uh, it, I'm no, that would be easy to draft. <gasps> um, honestly, oh. Sonia, we should uh, commission Miss Fucking Brooks to make us some cute fucking looks for a photo. I want you to make me an invisible dress. Not the Emperor's new clothes. Yes. Moving along, we're okay. not doing that. If people want to find you on the social media, where can they find you? Yeah. Um, they can find me at at. M-L-L-E underscore Ava underscore Brooks oh. on Instagram. Yeah. What's M -L -L -E? Huh? What's M-L-L-E? Oh, it means Mademoiselle. Oh, Mademoiselle. Mm -hmm. Mademoiselle Ava Brooks. Oh, well, we love our special we guest, do. and we're so glad we got to I see know. her, hang oh. out with her. Oh, You're my literally God. Oh, I'm so iconic. Okay. No, no we're, we're putting you, you back, back in the, the closet. closet. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. I haven't been Where all the queers deserve to be. Just kidding. <laughs> I haven't been in there since I was 18. <laughs> well, Diva, if if people wanted to commission you, is that something you're open to? I'm open to the idea of taking limited commissions. Mm. So I would take them in batches of like three or four. Okay. Got you, got you. Absolutely. Well, noted. Everybody um, who would like some sickening garments um, from a sickening talent, uh, hit up Eva Brooks and see. And if you're cool enough... Maybe she'll make she'll what take you your need. Commission. Yeah, if you're yeah. hot enough. To. If you're hot enough, she'll take your commission mm -hmm. for sure. Oh. But I mean, that's not lying. If you're a hot guy <sighs> in Denver, hit her up. Not the in Denver, <laughs> but don't tell them where they are. Jesus, <laughs> hey, we're gonna get literally. <laughs> this bitch is gonna be diving in dicks, dicks cock and come. That doesn't sound like the worst thing. Honestly, I really wish it was me. But I mean, my room's right here. 
so we can have a threesome right now. So me, Sonia, and Eva have, have things some to do. Business to do. So, so I have been some more mates. I'm Sonia and I am Ava Brooks. Oh. oh, and thanks for listening to oh. What the Drag. Oh, oh my God, Ziva! Yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye, lovelies. Bye. Oh. <laughs> now y'all coming on my table. <laughs>